unbeknownst to his uh, classmates, he's waking up really early and going out and training with All Might in the Woods uh, to try to perfect this whole finger-banging thing. Subido. Subido. Plus Ultra. Hey, what's up? Dragon Ball Super Dope, Super Dope, Plus Ultra, same GD thing. Welcome in. We're talking episode 83 and 84 of My Hero Academia today. Golden Tips Imperial and Deku versus Gentle Criminal. So we're doubling up this week because uh, with the movie coming out last week and uh, me having that sit down with Masako X, we already had two episodes in the chamber last week. Tough to get together, so... We're doubling up today. I feel like these two episodes kind of make sense to view together. Yeah. Um, a lot of the threads that start in 83 kind of are picked up or touched on or built further on in episode 84. So kind of makes sense. My name's Kyle. Thank you for checking us out. I'm joined today by my brother. Feds. Hey, Feds. What's going on? Um, You know, the same old stuff. Same old stuff. Sunday afternoon. I'm a 30-year-old man. I'm watching anime on the weekends before I got to return to my fucking awful desk job. That Living the sucks. dream. Hey, you know. Hey. I big... like my job right now. It's good. Do you? Yeah. It's all my right. job is frustrating. Well, yeah. That's all I want to say about it. <laughs> um, let's see. So let's start. Episode 83, Golden Tips Imperial. Gotta say, um, given that the episode is named after this brand of tea that we've uh, learned a little bit about in the last episode or two. Mm-hmm. I thought the T was going to play a much bigger part in this episode than it ultimately did. Right. And it, it didn't really factor in much until like the last two minutes. But uh, Golden Tips Imperial is a uh, very elusive brand of tea. And uh, Gentle Criminal, being the refined man of culture he is, he only likes the best teas. Fuck yeah, man. And he's uh, fucking Gentle Criminal, man. Yeah. And given that um, he's got a big job coming up. He's going to be seeking out a big brand of tea to enjoy for the, the pregame tea time with uh, his love, La Brava. So episode 83 opens up. Uh, Togoda is bringing Eerie to UA while they're still rehearsing and stuff. And the thought process is uh, we don't want to just throw her into the middle of a massive crowd. Like, let's get her used to being around smaller groups of people first. And, uh, you know, make sure that she's comfortable with that before we just throw her in the deep end right um i like that togata like in the opening bumper before the um before the intro music plays he's like hiding behind a bush and he's like trying to figure out how he's gonna sneak up on them and like what kind of joke he's gonna play and how he's gonna you know impress everybody with how he sneaks in and like the first time i watched it it didn't really click what was happening to me i'm like ah look at this quirky weird little togata he's he's just a jokester and then I watch it the second time. I'm like, oh, this is a kid who's trying to deal with the absence of his quirk, his quirk, which used to allow him to uh, sneak into anywhere and just make this crazy random entrance. Like that first time you meet him when his face is in the ground. Yep. So uh, he can't sneak up on anyone because <laughs> he's a big blonde man with uh, big old blue eyes. That probably didn't hide too well behind that bush. Um, and then... Uh, all of the classmates of you uh, of 1A notice him, turn around and like, hey, what's up, Togoda Senpai? How y'all doing? And there's Eerie. Um, and then Togoda presents his, his peach. Here's a peach. His the, peach. His peach, his big old butt. 
in the poking out the bushes because that's the joke he, he opted to go for. But I like that even though nobody um, like even pretended to not notice him for the surprise. They're just like, oh, hey, what's up? He like doesn't let it deter him. Like his eyebrows go flat for a sec. He's like, all right, time to stick the joke. <laughs> like just gives up on the surprise and just commits to the comedy of poking his ass through a bush. Um, but yeah, Erie is visiting uh, class uh, 1A and their preparations today for the school festival, cultural festival. Um, I like that so much of uh, Erie's like reaction, or I should say, I like that so much of what class 1A's reaction to Erie is um, like they've heard a lot about her. None of them have really met her. Even the heroes that were out uh, helping save her, like uh, like Kirishima, namely, who runs up to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they all acknowledge the fact that she's in an adorable little outfit. I know, right? And she just looks like a normal little kid. Right. Because I acknowledged that shit like two weeks ago and how it was kind of nice that she deserves that. She deserves some kind of normalcy after all the crazy stuff she's been through. Um, so I like that. I think it was Achako and maybe um, Froppy. I think so. I think acknowledge the uh, uh, how normal her just regular clothes are and how cute it is. Ka- kawaii. I can't say it quite right, but all the anime girls on Instagram can for sure. Um, also, let's point out Mineta. Yeah. The comment that Mineta opens up with, uh, can't wait to meet you in, or see you in 10 years. That's weird, man. You should calm the fuck down. Like, I get it. Like, like. I don't know. I get like if you had to put Manetta in a situation with Erie, that's likely the thing that he would say. But given that this is a class of 20 different students, maybe you just opt to not have Manetta interact with Erie at all. How about that? That's yeah. that's a very easy decision for you to make, Horikoshi. What the fuck, man? That's weird. So all the students are prepping hard for their upcoming um their upcoming performances for the festival. Uh, they're obviously trying to nail down dance routines, effects routines, the song in general for one uh, for Class 1A. Uh, but then we do also see as Eerie, Deku, and Lemillion are like walking around the campus together. Everyone's just putting in their best to give a plus ultra performance. Yep. And uh, we do bump into a couple of classmates from 1B. Uh, what's his Mo- Monoma is his name. Uh, what a dickhead. Yeah. Kid's always been a dickhead from day one. But the difference today is there's nobody to punch him in the guy. Like, Kendo's not around. Uh, she's not around to punch him in the head and tell him to shut the fuck up. Because um, she's off getting ready for a beauty pageant, right? Beauty pageant. Uh, along with um, Nezuri Hado. Ne- I can't say her first name. Hado. I'm just going to stick with Hado. Bubble Girl. Yeah. Hey, baby. Hey, Bubble not Girl. Not Bubble Girl. It's not Bubble Girl? No, it's like... Oh, that's the girl from the big three. Sorry, Bubble Girl's actually a pro hero. Duh. Wait, so what's her name then? Does she have one? Yeah, she does. I forget what it is. I can't think of what it is either. We got a sun eater, rather, excuse me, Lamillion, and I can't think of the girl's name, and I just confused her with Bubble Girl because blue hair and big boobs. Lots of bees (laughs) in that sense. Uh, My bad. Anyway, Kendo is not around to punch Monoma in the head. And uh, unfortunately, he he kind of... um, not only taunts our, you know, main protagonist here, but he also hints at what I feel is probably going to be the greatest performance of all time at the Cultural Festival. Uh, Romeo and Juliet and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Return of the King. Uh, all original <laughs> script, uh, mashups of some of the greatest intellectual properties the world has ever known. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, so we got Shakespeare, fucking with Harry Potter, and, and we're all going to Mordor yeah. to fucking uh, redeem the king. Amazing. Amazing stuff right there. That's quality, compelling entertainment. 
I feel now that they've set up what they're going to do, it would be a crime if they don't fucking show it in the anime. I don't know if they show it in the comic or anything, but I at least need at least one, maybe two scenes. We need to know fully what to expect of Romeo and Juliet and the prisoner of Azkaban, colon, Return of the King. <laughs> and if I don't get any more on that, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> off, man. Um, they then go and visit Hatsume in the support course, and she's working on some robots <laughs> that blow up and catch on fire, and they have to, like, usher fucking eerie out of the room because, you know, they don't want her to freak out. <laughs> she's already been around, like, her fair uh, share. Her, she's already had her fill of explosions and destruction throughout her short life, so let's not have her hanging out around exploding robots if we can avoid it. Good save call for the kid, I imagine, but... They, I like that they bring Hatsume in. Hatsume is one of those characters that I think it was season two when she comes in and she uh, eventually gives Deku the iron souls for the the shoot style full cowling. Um, I think it's end of season two, beginning of season three, somewhere mm. in there. Um, Hatsume is one of those characters that a lot of people in the fandom are like, she's so amazing and, and look what she was able to do for Deku by just like one small interaction and Deku and Hatsume, that's a... That's my fan fandom relationship. I'm like, mm, no. no, no. I'll tell you why. No, Hasume don't need no man. <laughs> Legit, strong she, independent woman. She's a strong independent woman who like just cares deeply about her craft. So we see her in the um, lab today working on you know baby number two five two or whatever the fuck. It's a Dragon Ball looking robot that catches on fire, but. They give us that because in episode 84, we're going to see Hatsume again. And uh, I don't know why they don't show the interaction on screen of Deku uh, asking or putting in the inquiry to Hatsume about the gloves at that point. Yeah. But they don't show it. They just usher Eerie right out of the lab when the thing explodes. But it's implied in 84 that this interaction led to Deku coming back and requesting Hatsume to help him develop gloves. That'll help him... uh, properly direct the air pressure of his flicks and hopefully help him to not break his fingers and, you know, not cause a bunch of extra damage to buildings and stuff around uh, where he's shooting his finger bullets. Finger bullets. Finger Finger wind bullets. Finger bangs. So uh, Hatsume, um, we'll see more from Hatsume, I guess, uh, in a little bit, but there was a lot of um, suggestion, we'll say, from local police forces to say, hey, criminals, villains are feeling real emboldened. Heroes, they're not feeling super confident. Maybe we should cancel this festival thing. And Principal Nezu, who I'm I'm going with mouse, dude. Yeah, me too. I think he's a mouse because we see him eat some a lot of cheese at, at the lunch table next to Lady Midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Eats so much cheese very quickly. Like he inhales yeah, the cheese. Like a whole wedge of cheese. Going with mouse. But he's implored by the police department to call off the festival. Okay. Ultimately, we know he doesn't opt to do that. Yeah. Because fuck criminals. We got this. Um, the only reason I stopped to point this out is A, pretty sure he's a mouse. But B, more importantly, and it's more of a question, I guess. <laughs> when the fuck did Principal Nezu start rocking the Tims? Yeah. Like. They're kind of they kind of look like Tim's in certain shots. Oh yeah, and no, they definitely ones, are. They look like them. The other ones they look like, like, like boots, loafers, kind of. But uh, oh, it could be either way, man. I don't know. They some look like Timbaland can... vibes for sure. Yeah. And 
I only stopped like to point it out because we got like four. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at least three, maybe four, very prominent shots of his feet, just his feet and his outrageous <laughs> footwear, big old shoe boot things, rocking the Tims. I don't know what's up with that, but Nezu's still coming to his own. Gangster and, man. Yeah, he, he's still coming into his own in terms of his gangster aesthetic, trying to work it into his <laughs> professional attire. I'd say he's taking the first step quite successfully, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's a mouse. Got a he's long definitely ta- a mouse. Got a long tail. Yeah, he's definitely a mouse. But why did he say that? Maybe he's not a mouse. That one time. <sighs> Throw people off, man. Keep him guessing. You know? Keep you guessing. Gotta guess. But he ate a whole wedge of cheese. Yeah. Just saying. In- inhaled it. So um, he does agree to try to take some additional security precautions in the form of having hound dog. Ain't nothing but a hound dog out there patrolling <laughs> the goddamn perimeter because he can sniff shit out. From miles away. As the name implies, like a hound dog. Um, reminds me a lot of Wolverine. Yeah. With like a muzzle, except he still yells a lot. Yeah. Logan would never wear a muzzle like that. He needs to no. be heard. When Logan speaks, it's because you need to hear it. <laughs> so hound dog's going to be out patrolling the perimeter. That's like an early alarm almost in terms of, uh, you know, potential intruders into UA. But the whole thing is if the alarm goes off, the event's off. So that's kind of what's communicated from the cops to Principal Nezu and then Nezu to the UA staff and, and students and all that. So um, we then find out Deku's off the fucking dance team. He's been kicked off. Fired. Well, you fired. I don't know if fired. I mean, definitely they were like, yeah, sure. That's great. That's addition by subtraction for the dance team. But he's been scouted by the effects team to basically hold Aoyama up by a rope when he turns into the disco ball, but we all know it's actually a Miraboru. And uh, he's going <laughs> to, I guess, like run him through the auditorium through the rafters or something. Like, yeah, that's what rope. it looks like to me, on a rope. So that way it's much more engaging. I do appreciate the fact that they've uh, refined the approach with Aoyama and that now he's not just some disco ball. He's going to start as a dancer. Right. But that natural... Uh, Athletic prowess uh, and danceability shine before he turns into the disco ball. And then Sarah is like, hey, once we turn him into a disco ball, that's cool for like a minute. So what else do we do? We make the disco ball move. And then from there, um, Aoyama is just going to be a very um, focal part of the entirety of their performance. Not just for that first 30, 60 seconds, the initial laugh of him turning into a disco ball. just want to say, kids, I appreciate your ingenuity and your thought process and making sure that... This is the best goddamn school festival ever. So we cut to the next morning. We've had a couple of scenes of Deku working with All Might in the woods early in the morning on trying to develop this long range technique in the terms of, you know, flicking air pressure, manipulating it to work as basically as air bullets. So as they're training out in the morning, um, I just wanted to point out All Might, one of Hatsume's uh, little, little babies makes its way through the woods to, I guess, go try to find Deku. Oh, yeah. And All Might standing there, and he just turns around, and there's a real badass ninja move, like, pow! Yep. And he catches the little thing. Still, like you it said. It's like a golden snitch from Harry Potter. It did. A little bit bigger, I'd imagine. I yeah. don't think golden snitches are too, too big. No, he just not. He just fucking... It looks similar. Right out of midair, like a GD ninja. Because you know who he is. Who is he? <laughs> Toshinori Yagi, man. It's fucking all my. 
Um, he's still a hero, despite the fact he doesn't have the quirk anymore. He still has got that uh, cat-like reflexes. Yep. Um, so I just I appreciate that they give him that that moment to be like, hey, man, I don't have my strength and my quirk anymore, but I'm still kind of a badass, despite me looking like Skeletor. So, yep. Um, Hatsume runs up into the woods basically to say, hey, Deku, I finished your shit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. Like, I got your gloves. It was very quick. And then we get the flashback to, uh, wait a minute, was that it? <laughs> yeah. Hatsume brings up the gloves. So Hatsume brings out the gloves <laughs> and Deku's like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. I've had, uh, I've had a support item in the past before. Makes me look like fucking Goldar, apparently. It does, dude. Did you see? They don't yeah. do it. They don't show it in this episode. They show it in the next one, another flashback. Uh, I think when he actually gets the gloves, or when they when they go to use the gloves, but you see a a, a big muscular All Might with this huge yeah. like golden. I don't know how to explain it. He kind of looks like one Goldar. Of the ages, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess before I the Silver one. Age, maybe that's the Golden, golden Age. age. Looks like fucking Goldar from Power Rangers. That's what the golden support item does. And I'm not even really sure what it did, but helped him uh, use it between 20 and 30% or something. Yeah, like without any... Yeah. Like uh, as much as he wanted without any reper- like major repercussions on it. Yeah. So I don't think Hatsume actually gives him the gloves in this episode. I think he brings it up to All Might, and All Might's like, that's a great idea. All Might gives him the little speech about like making sure that even if you're going to use the support item in your hero work, make sure you don't become overly reliant on it. Um, Cause he's seen many a hero who basically got a cool ass support item. And they're like, if I ever lose a support item, I'm fucked. And then they lose it. And uh spoiler alert, they're fucked. He doesn't want that to happen to our little boy Deku. So it's kind of the understanding. Um So with uh the new knowledge, because Deku didn't know that All Might ever used a support item, and he's deeply hurt in his nerddom. He rushes back to the dorm, <laughs> and he starts uh, what I think is the best. Like, I laugh the whole way through this scene when he's just scrolling YouTube on his phone. All Might support item, All Might support item, All Might support item, All Might support item. And like, and then it flashes, that changes to, I'm a failure for not knowing, I'm a failure for not knowing, I'm a failure for not knowing. All Might support item, All Might support <sighs> My... God, man, what a fucking funny scene. <laughs> but he he watches a video on it, and that's not really the importance of the scene. It's really more about the video that loads afterwards. Gentle criminal. Gentle criminal. And I guess it's, I don't know, it's not his first exposure to him, but he's, you know, not overly familiar with him. But he sees it, and he's like, this fucking guy talking about drinking a royal flush tea. Hmm. Okay talking about hinting at least uh what his next plan is going to be and how it's going to be huge huge dude <laughs> and how he has to drink uh you know corresponding tea brand to match it uh so basically the more elusive the the brand of tea uh coincides with the bigger of the job so now that he's going to be taking on the biggest job of his career um not hinted here in the video but we know he's going to plan to break into ua What's he going to do when he gets there? But he's going to break in. Uh, we know that uh, in order to, I guess, properly celebrate, or not even celebrate because it hadn't happened yet, he has to get mm-hmm. ready. He's going to pregame some tea time. 
with his pregame tea with his young girlfriend. I don't know how old how old is LeBron. Do you think? I don't know, but I I do want to talk about the age gap because we learned that his quirk is elasticity in yeah. the next episode. Okay, we do learn that they are in fact a romantic item or whatever, some kind of weird fucked up thing, and there's a very evident age gap between them. Does his elasticity quirk factor into how good he looks? For his age, like how old is he? Is he like a dude in his like late forties, early fifties, or was he like a fucking eighty year old man who can like eighty year old man who can elasticity <laughs> or use his quirk elasticity to pull his skin back so he just perpetually looks like he's Tom fucking Cruise with a mustache? Like, is that what he's doing? And if it is, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's some like child protective services level shit. Depending on the age gap, I mean. I don't think it's that old. I get it. She's legal, but no, 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 no. I'm, it's not even that. Well, I don't know if she is or not. I assume, but uh, yeah. But I'm saying like, there's no way he's an 80 year old man. No 80 year old man can move like he does. He's got elasticity in his bones, bro. You can't do it to his bones. You can do it with the things he touches. He can touch himself. You can touch your bones. He can touch his himself. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can touch your bones, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I mean, that's cool. You touch your body. Your bones are in your body, right? Yeah, but you would have. He has to like physically touch it, man. Like he has to touch the table and listen. To shake the table. I'm going with the head cannon that he's like an 85 year old man who nah, busts out of his nursing wrong. home. You're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I guess he would have never ended up in a nursing home for following my <laughs> thought process. Anyway, episode. We know he's gonna drink the Golden Tips Imperial. Yeah. At a stupid little cafe near the hardware store. That nobody knows is a cafe because it looks like a house and it's in the shadow of a, of a hardware store. <laughs> okay? We on the same page? Yep. Episode, tiny little house. Episode 84. Uh, Deku well, versus... In episode 83, didn't they go... Didn't they... Uh, La Brava and General Criminal have that huge scene together? What's the huge scene where they fucking confirm that they're in love in a they, weird thing? Yeah. Also the technology gaffes? Yeah. Like Jets Criminal goes yeah. to pull up a folder on his computer and she's like, I can't get it to open. And she's like, Oh, I I locked it. But they do have the flashback of like how La Brava came to meet Gentle and how Gentle is uh you know, I guess this is why I glossed over it, because it totally fits into what I suspected from a few weeks back. Yeah. He gets La Brava because he's not a very good YouTube editor, probably not so smart with the SEO optimization, SEO optimization with SEO. Uh, probably not so smart with that. Maybe not so good with the editing, but he's got LaBrava for that. LaBrava believes in his conviction and his mission or journey or whatever the fuck. She believes in it so much. Her being a professional hacker, basically, uh, hacks his email to get his address, shows up at his door. And before you know it, he goes from having like 56 YouTube views to like thousands and like thousands. 35,000. 35,000. That's almost three big a dozen thousands. So many. <laughs> Maybe not Baker dozens because those are 13s, right? Yes. It's almost three dozen. Dozen. Thousand. Fuck. Doesn't work without Bakers in it anymore. No, anyway, okay. it's a lot of downloads. So, Gentle Criminal now has his first fan, and he immediately hires her to do all the editing and distribution work because he's not so hot with it. He's a hell of a showman, though. And man, does he. Guy make, is amazing. He makes La Brava swoon. <laughs> I love General Criminal. We are no match for his mustache or his soul. Nope. So. <laughs> episode 84, Deku versus Gentle Criminal. 
So I never watched 24. Did you? No. Not down with Agent Jack Bauer? Nah. Unless it's the cat from Sonny. Yep. Born in a, like a puddle of gasoline. Yeah, and, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Agent Jack Bauer from Sonny. The cat. I'm down with that one. Yeah, me too. Helps us get free hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> uh, but we get the 24 parody where several different scenes are given a timestamp uh, throughout the duration of the episode. And it's all leading up to the school festival who starts at 9. Their performance is at 10. Uh, it's the night before everyone is all super pumped up to you know get the performance over with and start the festival and some of the kids can't sleep and um actually i would say most of them couldn't sleep yeah i mean you got bakugo and momo that are definitely asleep i think ida is asleep at that point mm-hmm. i'd say at least like eight nine of the kids are up awake very uh anxious and excited but um they realize that deku has to um, go buy some rope in the morning because he's fucked up the uh, he's frayed the rope uh, that he uses to lift Aoyama. It is uh, proof of their friendship. But I do appreciate that Jiro is like walking through some of these final like uh, you know steps with them in the gym before Hound Dog comes in and kicks them out, and like they're all going through the motions, like mimicking their practicing and like playing air piano and air guitar. And Jiro's like, "Don't fucking improvise anything, Bakugo. People get confused, and it's true." Nobody understands, man. When you're a musician, all right, an inexper- or a younger musician, I'll say, if somebody comes up to you in the band and says, yo, dude, just play it straight. That's not like a heterosexual thing. That's just like, play it normally. That's not like a, a diss. It's not like a, a criticism. It's firm, solid advice. That's what Jero's given to her, uh, her classmates here. You don't want to confuse the audience. You give them something new every four measures because you're trying to show off how good of a drummer you are or a bass player you are. I can think of one bass player in particular in my life that I've dealt with that mm. really is truly one of person. the greatest bass players I've ever fucking had the pleasure of meeting. But GD, would he let you know with every note he played regardless of the song? Mm-hmm. Um, don't overplay. Don't improvise for the sake of improvising. We all know you're competent at your instrument. Stick to the motherfucking song. Appreciate you giving good advice, Jiro. You're obviously destined to be the next great teacher at uh, UA High. And if you don't, if you aren't, I'll be sad. So don't make me sad. Yeah, don't make him sad. Make her a teacher, man. If you don't make her a teacher, I'm going to be really upset. So we know that the performance starts at 10. The festival starts at 9. The hardware store that Deku has to go to opens at 8. So the plan is he's going to run by there when it opens and then get back to school. Unbeknownst to his uh, classmates, he's waking up really early and going out and training with All Might in the Woods uh, to try to perfect this whole finger-banging thing. <laughs> so he uh, he's out in the morning with, with All Might, and that's when we get that cool scene of All Might catching Hatsume's little baby as she's running through the woods looking for him, and uh, she gives him the gloves. So the gloves are cool. We don't get to see him use him in this first scene, uh, save for later, which is cool. Uh, all right. Like yeah. I, it's obviously your first impulse. And I'm sure that that's exactly what he did because we get this 24 timeline stamp. So it's like six 30 AM bump into May Hatsume out in the fucking woods. She gives you these gloves and then it's like, great. And then it cuts to eight 15 AM or whatever. When he's walking to the hardware store, walking out of the hardware store, eight 30 AM is what it was. So we don't get to see him actually use the gloves. 
which is good in practice for the episode because when you see him use it in the second half, hell of a payoff. A little bit ruined for us, though, because we already saw him use these exact gloves in Heroes Rising. Yep. And for a movie that's so definitely not going to be a canon movie, um, him working in some uh, tech or some support items into that film that we hadn't yet seen in the anime, I feel like they could have avoided it if they really wanted to. Yeah, but then they gave him that they gave him to him right away then to not make people wait for it. Oh, in that movie you mean? Yeah, no, no, no. No, I'm t- I'm talking about right oh, now in this like, episode. Yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't I'm, take long after the movie to it, give him And the it makes sense. Gauntlets. But like had this episode came out 2 weeks before the movie, if this episode came out even the week of the movie, it would have been dope cuz I only oh, get to see true. him on the fucking island and you're like, "Oh, he, he's got these dope ass finger banging gloves. Great." Gotta stop calling them finger bagging gloves. <laughs> air bullets. That's air bullets is so not fun yeah, to say. Yeah, it's not. Um, but he then uh, gets the gloves, runs off to the hardware store. We don't get to see him test them out. He's leaving the hardware store with his newly purchased rope, and uh, is headed back to class, and or uh, to the school rather. And he bumps into literally bumps into Gentle Criminal and Labrava with their cool, no, not at all inconspicuous uh, disguises. <laughs> Um, walking out of the cafe next door where they just drank the Golden Tips Imperial. And uh, they're on their way to go, you know, act on their plan and break into the school. Yep. Basically, we already know. We're just breaking in. What are they going to do when they break in? No one knows. They're just going to break in. Let's just get yeah, to that. Yeah, they're just going to break in and hang out, it seems. like. So Deku goes... <laughs> I don't know, like, he kind of plays it off for a second, like, oh, my bad, yeah, oh, yeah, you guys, uh, he notices, like, the the cafe that they just walked out of, and he's like, oh, that place kind of looks like a house, like, doesn't really look like much of a business, oh, all right, yeah, uh, you had some tea, and fucking gentle, man, he just can't shut the fuck up about (laughs) his tea He loves tea, man. He just loves tea so much, and he just wants to make sure people of culture... Uh, appreciate his refined tea palette so he can't help but monologue about how great Golden Tips Imperial is to Deku and Deku's like oh yeah I had that shit once <laughs> last night in fact my rich friend made it for me right I have rich friends which implies that I go to a rich school Deku didn't say any of that but Deku uh, gives Gentle just enough information to piece that all together Right, and he's like oh no this is a kid who goes to the <clears> school that I'm about to break into this isn't very good. We should get out of here. And before Gentle and Labrava, or uh, I don't know what his name is, but I know that Labrava's new name is Honey, Watashiwa Honey. Um, they go to run away, but Deku like remembers the video that he saw the night before and like the familiarity of Gentle's voice. He's like, "Hey, I know that." And he stops him now. Deku bumping into a criminal in public. This isn't the first time, definitely not the last time that we'll see it. But the last most recent time that this happened is when mm-hmm. he and Lemillion bump into Overhaul. Right. And they make the decision to walk away, regroup, go back in there with the gang. Deku and this time is like, nah, man, fuck that. Deku has nothing, <laughs> uh, nothing in his. I mean, he he does say it. He's like, you know, maybe I can run in the store and ask them to call the police, and the police will call the heroes. He's like, I don't have time for that. No, that's all. That's the only consideration he gives to it. And then he's like, fuck it, I'm in. Like, I'm not gonna let. La- I'm not gonna walk away. I'm not gonna run away from it this time. Who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. Because 
they start to monologue a little bit and you kind of get the impression of uh, basically the he's gonna he's gonna fuck with the school in some way shape or form right and deku knows like all these warnings like if if the alarm goes off at all even if it's a false alarm the event's gonna get canceled all the hard work everyone's gone through all for nothing and eerie isn't gonna get this beautiful perfect day that she deserves because she's a normal little kid now mostly yeah she's got normal kid clothes at least that's a start Mm-hmm. Let's try to integrate her into more sociable settings and see how it goes from there. Because otherwise, I don't know, man. Eerie grows up wrong. That's scary. Yeah. She'll rewind your ass. That's all I got. That's the whole song. <laughs> She'll rewind your ass and stuff. Back to nothing, my friend. That's not even a good song. No, it's not. Nope. Worst song I've ever made up on the spot here. <laughs> Hands down. So I guess... um yeah, Deku don't take too kindly to the idea that this guy's going to raise the false alarm, isn't going to let them get away. And uh, that's when we finally get to see his quirk, his quirk meaning uh, gentles in practice. He's like, well, if you knew anything about me, you watch my videos, you already know what my quirk is. Elasticity. That's why I look so goddamn good. I can elasticity my face. <laughs> but I can also uh, make the air around me elastic if he touches air basically makes you can make anything elastic yeah he makes it uh, into a air membrane is how he starts to uh, refer to them in the second half when him and Decker were going back and forth with the air bullets and the steel beams steel beams um so he goes to run away and Deku's behind a glass wall looking like a fucking looney tune gentle criminal is such a goofy criminal goofy character i should say that it's fitting that his quirk works into visuals that equate out to Looney Tune kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like when Deku's face hits that wall, the barrier. Yeah. Like he looks like the fucking Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, he shit. looks like Wiley e. Coyote trying to run after the Roadrunner yeah. and just ran into a painted tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But he, um, he meaning Gentle and the Rava, start to you know make these little air membranes to travel through the air and run away. And Deku's not having that nonsense. Going to chase after him, and they eventually end up in the vicinity of um, a building that was under construction, like all these steel beams. And uh, Deku, I don't know, I, I what is it? Um, tries to escape. Yep, and he hits him with one of the air bullets and he ends up on the steel beam like hanging by his gentle criminal cape yeah and in my brain i'm like why don't you just bounce out of that homeboy like you could do that right maybe he couldn't reach he's just hanging there or maybe he wanted to wait for deku to give him a lesson i don't think he was looking to give him a lesson i think he was looking to to like bargain or like negotiate uh, true and that's when we get the whole crime like the whole plan of the crime yeah all i want to do is just break in and uh, hang out for a little bit i just want to be i just want to see the, i just want to show the world that i can do it and that security at ua or in general isn't as uh safe or as up to par as everyone thinks that it is and deku's like oh, dude if you do that the alarm's gonna go off it's gonna ruin our event that'd be fucking whack he's like oh you worried about the alarm going off <laughs> Don't worry. My much younger girlfriend is a professional hacker and can turn the alarm off. Win-win situation. We just want to film ourselves in there, basically. That's it. And then we're going to get out. And then no we'll leave. And no one will notice. Yeah. No big deal. Um, 
that's the whole thing. Dude is basically just about his YouTube views. Uh, trying to get from 35, 36,000 views to maybe break that 50,000 view uh, a, a mark. Uh, 50,000 uh, views per video mark. Is that how you YouTubers talk about your statistics and your metrics? I don't fucking know. I don't know much about YouTube, <laughs> and I'm terrible at it. So still do appreciate all the gentle YouTube jokes. It's it's really perfect. Um, while they're running away, they do remember that Deku is uh, the kid from the sports festival who broke all his arms. Yep. And he's a crazy boy. It's a crazy boy. That's like the Deku's reputation from like the first fucking few handful of episodes still precedes him in the greater world's view of My Hero Academia. Like we know him as like on, a, on like a real personal level or whatever, and this is his his journey to becoming the world's greatest hero. Mm-hmm. And everyone else just knows him as that gross fucking kid last year who broke his arms on national television. Yeah, but if, if you think about it, have they has he been televised at all since then? I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's what I why. like is the fact that they that's always wicked funny. They always pull out from that bigger scope, that thirty thousand foot kind of view, and are like, "Yeah, this is who he is to the greater world, not to his classmates, not to his teachers, not to all might, not to you, the viewer, but random weirdo walking down the street. Should they have heard of Deku, they know him as the kid who grossly broke his arms in the first in the sports festival last year. I almost yeah. said again in the first few episodes of, of the series. Um, but again." I think Gentle's real angle is he wants to try to to um, negotiate and argue or not argue. Um, yeah, negotiate. That's the word. I uh, wants to try and negotiate with Deku and try to get out of this in a real gentlemanly fashion. So that way he doesn't have to beat up any little kids. He doesn't want to beat up little kids. His girlfriend, LaBrava, who was probably much more recently than little kid, a little kid than Gentle was. Um, <laughs> she doesn't approve of him beating up of little kids, uh, beating up on little kids. Either. No. So... Um, because Deku's like all set, tries to bluff him. He's like, I got the cops coming and the heroes are coming. I did some shit. I got my, my gloves on. I will shoot an air bullet at you. <laughs> um, because Deku thinks he's got him pinned, he tries to like negotiate from that place of strength. He's like, nah, fuck you. I'm not making a deal. You're not ruining this. I'm not letting you ruin Eerie's time or, or Jiri, Jiri, or Jiro's time with how much time she put into her instructional manual and teaching everybody their musical instruments and the like. Not letting you fuck up all the choreography that Mina Ashido put into the dance team. I finally perfected it after many, many practices. And I still got fucking blown off and moved over to the effects team. All things considered, I'm not letting you ruin this. Um, And Gentle uses his quirk to bounce out and escape and starts bouncing around on beams. Deku can't hit him with an air bullet. (laughs) This is going to be tough. Yeah, no. And Deku tries to finger bang him is what I wanted to say. <laughs> Deku goes to hit him with an air bullet. Um, however, he's just using the steel beams and like using them like a trampoline. Um, yep. uh, he, gentle barrier, gentle trampoline. Like He's got some fun moves, but he actually turns these, sta- these steel beams into like an actual trampoline. And he starts to loosen one, and the threat is it's gonna it's gonna fall out, and it's gonna fall down onto um, a bystander who's checking out them filming uh, a movie. Yep, that's, that's the cover story Labrava gives the the locals. Uh, Deku won't let that happen, obviously. So when the beam falls, homeboy catches it and is kind of just stuck between these two beams, holding them up. And Gentle and Labrava go to make get, their escape. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. So, I don't know. 
I like that Labrava has a couple of moments where she kind of calls Gentle out for his bullshit about how he's not acting. Um, like very, a gentleman? Yeah, or like how he's getting a little too violent or how he's playing dirty when he pins Deku with the beams. Like that's a dirty trick or something. I think she says that's playing dirty. Um, it seems to me like Labrava is... It might ultimately be Gentle's downfall. Like it's Labrava better make and break Gentle Criminal. She's the only reason anyone knows him on YouTube, kind of. And she's going to be the reason that Deku whoops his ass. So as they're getting away, Deku kind of manages to one arm the steel beam. Yeah, that was dope. It's so cool. So, so cool. And like you see the sweat dripping off his nose and stuff. And he shoots a, uh, what's it called? An air bullet? Yes. Shoots an air bullet at Labrava and Gentle getting away, heading toward UA High. And it hits them. Labrava turns around. And she's like, man, this kid's tenacious as shit. So mm-hmm. is this old man that I probably bang. Um, <laughs> hey, gentle, let's use it. It's time. It's let's time. use my quirk. It's time to use my quirk. You have any ideas on what her quirk could be? Hell no. <laughs> I'm thinking like some kind of time stop, time freeze manipulation thing. And I, I think it would like kind of coincide nicely with her role as an editor. What did you think Gentle Criminals was? I don't know. I, I, I was very surprised to see his elasticity. I thought it was going to have something to do with him being able to consume the tea and do different things, and that was why. But like no. The, like the IQ girl from... Yeah, uh, but no, uh, he's just a man of culture and likes different elusive brands and tastes and flavors. But he pairs it up with the type of job that he's doing. Like, this is the biggest job he's going to do, so he has to drink the most... This is the biggest job he's going to do, so that's why he has to drink the most elusive tea that there is. Yeah, and uh, he better not fuck it up, because after he drinks that tea, bumping into Deku, he's like, oh no, the effects of my perfect tea is going to wear off. Even then, before that's before the elasticity reveal. Even yeah. in that moment, I'm like, oh no, he can't touch anybody after he drinks the tea? Why? Just drink the tea. What's going to happen? <laughs> Nothing. It's just going to ruin his fucking mood, I guess. Before yep. he goes and commits his crimes, hey. he then films and puts on the internet. The man likes his tea, all right? I get it, but, I mean, Christ, chill <laughs> out. It's just a cup of tea, man. But it's the most elusive tea in the world. Is it, though? Has he ever tried it's Irish like, breakfast? So you find, breakfast? It's like you finding the most elusive toy that you would want. <laughs> I think Irish breakfast is just like coffee with whiskey. Has yeah. he ever tried English breakfast? That's a tea that tastes like Fruit Loops, I think. No, that's Earl Grey, man. That's also what I said. Nope. Earl Grey tastes like Fruit Loops. <laughs> Gentle Criminal would fucking put me down in his criminal folder as an asshole when it comes to tea. I would be gentlemanly. Because of your refined palate when it comes to tea? Yes. It's a pretty good thing to make the Gentle Criminal folder on. I want to try Gold Tips Imperial. Sounds delightful. Is it a real thing? It sounds delightful. Google it. Is it a real thing? I don't think so. Dude, if Gold Golden Tips Imperial is a real tea, we're going to end this podcast by ordering golden tips ordering some Imperial. Golden Tips Imperial. And then maybe we'll drink it in, on the next podcast or something and see if it makes us perform better. It won't. But maybe we could lie and tell ourselves that it might. It won't. Gold Tips Imperial... It is a Chinese black tea. Famously known for distinct golden tips of its slender, pin-ruled leaves. Wow. 
Well, I guess we'll have to do some more research on Golden Tips Imperial at a later date. Uh, but that is pretty much episode 84 right there. Preview for episode 85. We obviously know that we're in the middle of this action sequence where Deku's trying to stop Criminal and Labrava. We know that Labrava's going to choose to use her quirk. We're yet to see what it is. But the preview gives us one very important line at the end of it where he says, he being, meaning Deku, it's time to use that thing. That thing that All Might and you have been working on in the woods. And I'm like, wait a minute, air bullets? Because you've already been using that. Yeah, or is it something else? Gotta be something else. Secret on my technique. Gonna be so <laughs> fucking sweet. Can't wait to use it on gentle criminal. I gave up at the end of that song. I just had to, I don't know. I couldn't. That was better than the other one. Yeah, my songwriting skills aren't so hot today, guys. Air banging bullets, gentle criminal. <laughs> air banging bullets. Air banging bullets, gentle criminal in the face. <laughs> air banging bullets, gentle criminal in the face. All right, that's gonna do it for episodes eighty-three and eighty-four <laughs> of My Hero Academia today. Uh, super dope plus ultra. Make sure you rate and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Those are the places where our podcasts live. But also, I guess like other places too, like yeah. Pod podcatcher podcatcher i don't i don't know i think that's just like the general term oh uh, like pocket casts that's a good example of one that i know actually exists oh yep um never heard of that one there's a million of them I google, google podcasts i'm pretty sure we're there now as well so fucking subscribe there too where all of them live where all of them live um we will be back again next week i guess for episode 85 Season's almost yeah. over, guys. It's probably going to be it. Yeah, this is probably going to wrap up then. Gent- this gentle criminal arc. I mean, we'll probably get two more episodes of it, maybe three. Yep. I think two. And then we'll have like one, like we're transitioning out of season four yep. into season five episode. And I'd yep. be curious to see what that looks yep. like. Um. So yeah, coming up soon, month of April. You got suggestions, baby. Let us know. Uh, at DBSuperDope1 on Twitter. At DBSuperDope on Instagram. No Facebook. No Facebook. None. Um, and yeah, rate if you are on Apple Podcasts. Please help us out. Leave a review. Helps us. Uh, helps other people find the show. Um, and honestly, dude, if you've gotten this far into this podcast, haven't turned it off, and haven't left us a review on Apple Podcast, I have to say... I dare to say. It's pretty fucking whack of you, dude. Yeah. Why the fuck not, people? Correct the situation. Gonna raise my hand with the peace sign. Go and read us on an Apple Podcast. Jetzel Criminal would fucking put me down in his criminal folder as an asshole when it comes to tea.